Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Collicum District, 88.7 FM if you happen to be around uh, Apollo Bay and the coast, or you could be streaming on a digital device via 98.3 or ocrfm.org.au or the TuneIn app or your toaster, I don't know. How's it going, Max? Good. <laughs> Had a busy week? Yeah. Starting to wind down for uh, school holidays? Mm-hmm. What, what do you get up to when it's these final weeks of school? Um, what do kids do? We do Christmas games. Mm-hmm. Um, learn more about Advent. Um, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and you brought along uh, Charlotte today? Yep. How's yeah. it going, Charlotte? Yeah, good, thanks. And how about you? What's uh, what's this time of year to you at school? Oh, we're finished already. Finished? <laughs> Grief. <Yeah>. Slack. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been finished for? Uh, since 5th of December. Oh, wow. That is actually a lot longer. Yeah. So what have you been doing to keep yourself busy? Um... Just sitting on my bed, my iPad or something, finding something to do. I don't know. Keeping yourself occupied. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Are you all ready for Christmas? Yeah. It's uh, ten days away. Uh-huh. Have you written your list and checked it twice? Mm. <laughs> Not quite? Just being naughty or nice? Mm. Or a bit of both? Yeah. A bit of both? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Well, uh, I think we best get this show on the road then and uh, jet set off and find out what is inside the yum box this week. Okay, Max, what country are we still in? Austria. Mm-hmm. And uh, what have we got in the yum box? Puff. Corn peanut snacks. Puffed corn peanut snacks. Okay. And hazelnut and chocolate cream filled wafer. I don't think you can get two quite different uh, things. So we've gone sweet and savoury, righto. So a bit of salt, a bit of sugar. Mm-hmm. Two very opposite Austrian delicacies. What are we going to go first? The peanut ones. The peanut ones. You're a bit of a peanut fan? No. <laughs> no, get them over and done with then. Yep. So these are Kelly's Snips, which are, as you said, puffed corn peanut snacks. Um, why is there an American flag on the package is the first question, if this is from uh, Austria. Well, apparently the answer takes us back 65 years. 
After World War II, an American soldier, Howard Morse Kelly, decided to stay in Austria to start a snack company with his business partner, Herbert Rast. Today, Kelly's is the top snack manufacturer in Austria, and paying homage to their founder, they've got uh, the American flag on their packaging. <coughs> there you go. Um, so, given that Snips are one of the country's top three snacks, um, these get eaten all the time in Austria at parties, holiday gatherings, movie nights, and do you want to find out what they taste like? Mm-hmm. What do you think they're going to taste like, actually? Peanuts. <laughs> peanuts, yeah. Salted peanuts, perhaps? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so they're puffed corn peanut snacks. So, puffed corn to me is kind of like Cheetos and things like that. So, they're very light, kind of airy and fluffy. <laughs> Crispy outer shell. Mm-hmm. But uh, what are you, what are you, <laughs> you turning your nose up there, Charlotte? It smells like peanut butter. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> Max? I don't like the smell. You don't like the smell already? Okay, there's only... Let's just go down the hatch then if you're not too keen. Straight into it. So it sounds like you've got the crunch factor going. (coughs) Excuse me. Fan or not? Better than I thought. It's still not the best. (laughs) Yeah. It does have... (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. It does have... um, yeah, very much a peanut buttery taste, but it is, um, yeah, air-filled, I don't know, the, the whole um, puffed corn thing, well, what's your thoughts on that? Kind of good. Yeah. Flavouring isn't best, but I like the corn type thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it kind of melts in your mouth. Yeah. But it has a lingering peanut taste. Because peanut can be a very strong taste. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving it? <coughs> Probably one thumb up. One thumb up? Yeah, I was it, thinking so. It gets one at least. Uh, it's yeah. not a half thumb kind of effort. No? <laughs> okay, well, that is the uh, Kelly's Snips. One thumb out of two for that one. I didn't mind it. I'd go one and a half. Uh, the second one. What have we got there, Max? Um, hazelnut and chocolate. Cream-filled wafers? Yeah. So these are called the Nut Joe Hazelnuss Waffel. <laughs> now, last week or the week before, th- did we have the wafflets? Um, I can't remember. can't remember. <laughs> so, according to the world-famous uh, Mercer Quality of Living Survey, life is sweeter in Vienna. For a whopping 10 years straight, this report has ranked Vienna the number one city in the world for its quality of life. And so they asked the question, you know, what makes Vienna so great? In addition to receiving perfect schools for healthcare, education and infrastructure, the city is also a bustling cultural hub, home to an incredible art museum and iconic music venues such as the Vienna State Opera. And their cuisine is also highly ranked. So... uh, They've got this mouth-watering chocolate hazelnut wafer that was invented in 1898. That's a few years ago. Yeah. It's become a local specialty, 
It's got an extra crispy version topped with chopped hazelnuts, rich chocolate, and that is the one that we've got here, the hazelnut chocolate cream-filled wafer. Mm. So what's it looking like? comes in a foil packaging. Mm-hmm. It Just looks like a block of chocolate, I guess. Yeah, a little block of chocolate with lots of bumps on the top. No, I was going to say, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty bumpy there. Kind of <laughs> like a rice bubble snack, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't think of that. That have been kind of dipped in chocolate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's got milk chocolate, uh, sugar, flour, cocoa powder, whey... And sodium bicarbonate. Hmm. So chocolate and hazelnut. What's the sniff test doing for you? I can just smell the chocolate. Yeah. It's going to be quite nutty. It's a very um, thin layer of chocolate, but at the same time, (laughs) body temperature melts it pretty quick. Uh Uh-huh. I'm getting a lot of chocolate on my fingers, and I haven't even put it anywhere near my mouth yet. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, very light, crispy wafer. You can probably hear that crunch as Max is going for the <laughs> <laughs> going for the taste test. Charlotte's gone too. What are you thinking as you munch and crunch down on your uh, hazelnut chocolate cream wafer? That's good. Uh-huh. Good stuff? Mm-hmm. Crunchy. <laughs> Not as light and fluffy as the corn puff. Mm. But the hazelnut layer gives it a Almost an Nutella-y taste. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, because that's what Nutella is made out of. The wafer, it's kind of the um, uh, consistency of ice cream cone wafer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got that... It's not a... A lot of biscuit wafers, there's not much to them. This one's pretty substantial. Yep. Taste-wise, what are you going there, Charlotte? Not quite sure. I, th- I feel like I recognise the taste, but I don't know what it is, I guess. Yep. <laughs> and what do you think of the hazelnuts, Max? That was good. Just happy you're not anaphylactic? <laughs> um, okay, then. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving it? Two thumbs up. Uh, one and a half, yeah. Okay. Oh, and that was the... Uh, those two were the last thing in this box. The last in the box, which means that we'll have a new one next time, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So uh, we better round off Austria then, and uh, we might play a little game. You up for uh, trying to guess your famous Austrians? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say the names of some famous Austrians. We've got Wolfgang Puck, Gregor Mendel, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Marie Antoinette, Gustav Klimt, Sigmund Freud... Nikola Tesla and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Okay? So they're all famous Austrians in their own right. Let's see if we can work out who is who and what they did. We'll start off with only 351 copies of my book, The Interpretation of Dreams, were sold in the first six years after publication, but it ended up becoming one of the most important texts in psychoanalysis. So who wrote a book called The Interpretation of Dreams that has become very famous for uh, its psychology use. So we're probably thinking of a very famous Austrian psychologist. Is it the guy that something, something, something? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want the names again? (laughs) Yeah. So is it Wolfgang Puck, Gregor Mendel, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Marie Antoinette, 
Gustav Klimt, Sigmund Freud, Nikola Tesla, or Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart? Wolfgang Puck. You think Wolfgang Puck? Yeah, same. You're thinking. You're yeah. both thinking Wolfgang Puck. I'll say <coughs> incorrect. Oh. So. <laughs> Uh, that there is a very famous uh, man by the name of Sigmund Freud. So he's a very famous um, psychologist. People often quote him when it comes to... They often make jokes about him, actually, when anyone goes to a psychiatrist. That's the first person's name that uh, jumps to your mind. Um, Okay, who began composing music from the age of five? Mozart. And by 17 was performing for the Royal Court. You're thinking Mozart? Yeah. Okay, Charlotte's locked in Mozart. <laughs> Same. Oh. You beat me. Yes, you got <laughs> That is indeed Mozart. Uh, quite famous. Do you know what song he composed at age five? No. No, I didn't. Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's reasonably simple, but that's pretty cool for a five-year-old to be able to make that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the next person is an artist of the Vienna Secession Movement who is most famous for his golden phase when incorporating real gold into his paintings. Wolfgang, dude, I think. Wolfgang Puck? Or you've already used up Wolfgang know. Amadeus Mozart. Uh, so you're wait. thinking Wolfgang Puck? Do you want me to say the names again? Yeah. yeah. Wolfgang, <laughs> Wolfgang Puck, Gregor Mendel, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Marie Antoinette, Gustav Klimt, Sigmund Freud, Nikola Tesla. The second person. Gregor Mendel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No idea. No idea? <laughs> no, that was uh, Gustav Klimt. <laughs> Very famous Austrian painter. Okay, so we're leaping ahead. Uh, who invented the alternating electrical currents that predicted wireless communication... He also worked as an engineer for Thomas Edison when he left to live in the US. He's got a very famous machine named after him that uh, sends out electrical currents. Wolfgang Puck, Gregor Mendel, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Marie Antoinette, Nikola Tesla, or... That's it. We've used up the other people. Nikola Tesla. You're thinking Nikola Tesla? Charlotte, who are you going to lock in? Wolfgang... <laughs> you really want to use up Wolfgang? Yeah. Okay, Charlotte, unfortunately, not you, but Max. Well done, Nikola Tesla. So um, Nikola Tesla has um, got a very famous machine named after him that uh, shot off electricity and kind of um, directed it in, you know. First I thought Nikola Tesla was yep. a famous tennis player. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, we haven't named any tennis players yet, so... uh, (laughs) Who was the person that learned to cook from his mother, who was a pastry chef? Since then, he's become a TV personality, and he owns over 100 restaurants. So you've got four people left to choose from. Wolfgang Puck, Gregor Mendel, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Marie Antoinette? The second one. You're thinking Gregor Mendel, Charlotte? Yeah. Wolfgang Puck. Okay, Charlotte. I'll get it. Yeah. Wolfgang, dude. And guess what? <laughs> the one time I don't say <laughs> <laughs> That indeed was Wolfgang Park. <laughs> oh, dear. He snuck it right out from under your feet. Uh, who said that uh, no matter what you've heard, 
I never actually said, let them eat cake. Apparently, that was uh, an anti-royal propaganda. So this person is quoted for very famously saying, well, let them eat cake, but uh, they didn't really. That's something that's been changed in the history books. The lady, <coughs> the lady that's left... Uh, yeah, the Marie. Marie Antoinette? Marie, yeah. yeah, that one. Yes, very famous uh, story of Marie Antoinette being so rich that uh, when the poor people were begging outside her door, she said, well, let them eat cake. But no, that's apparently false. It's uh, it's not true. Okay, we've got two people left, Gregor Mendel or Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was a friar of the Austrian Empire and experimented with pea plants to study genes and traits, coining the terms dominant and recessive. Um... What's the last two again? You've got Gregor <laughs> Mendel or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Uh, other one. And you're yeah. saying Gregor Mendel? Yeah. I'll so at one. least one of you's got it right. So Max this time. Oh, oh. Yay. And Charlotte stole it. <laughs> which means before I became governor of California, I famously uttered the phrase, I'll be back. Who was that? Arnold What's nigga do? Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> well done. So uh, there you go, some very famous Austrians there. And uh, that rounds off our uh, Austrian yum box. Thanks again, Max, for uh, organising that. Or big thank you to your mum yeah. <laughs> for organising that one. We'll have to put up uh, a clue to any future ones that we've got there. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to take a look at this week's lolly history so don't go anywhere kids kingdom come for a play or stay all day enjoy coffee and a sweet treat or lunch from our full on-site cafe menu book a party in one of our three colorful party rooms inquire today five two three one five six double three kids kingdom proud sponsor of afternoon delight on ocr fm It is time to investigate this week's historical lolly item or uh, sweet confectionery. Now, last week on the show, as part of our What's New, you brought in a Cadbury block yep. of uh, White Christmas. Uh-huh. And uh, when I said, have you had White Christmas before, you said? No. No, no idea what it is. So, that is our topic this week. <laughs> We shall educate you. Now, strangely enough, what do you think of when you think of the words white Christmas? Snow. Snow, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, some people might think of the song as well. There's a song called White Christmas, a uh, very famous one. But strangely enough, nowhere else in the world has this particular slice. This is an Australian dessert. Ooh. Crazy, hey? It's weird. We don't have snow for Christmas, and yet we have a white Christmas slice. <laughs> So, it is traditionally a mixture of uh, raisins, glacé cherries, desiccated coconut, icing sugar, milk powder and rice bubbles that is held together with a hydrogenated coconut oil, such as kofa, and that binds it all together. So, I remember this as a kid being very oily kind of slice, but not greasy oily. It's got a very strange tasting texture. 
These days, it is uh, more a white chocolate kind of creation. But yeah, the original is that hydrogenated coconut oil. Um, the oil itself is melted and then it's combined with the dry ingredients. And the mixture is poured into a rectangular baking tin, left to set in the fridge. Once it's set, it's cut into squares for eating. And it's very popular come Christmas time because uh, it's something easy enough for kids to make. Mm, yum. <laughs> so it kind of uses all the different fruits that you'd use in a uh, like a, a Christmas pudding or a Christmas cake. But uh, instead of, yeah, baking it up, you're setting it in a an oily slice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah... No one really knows exactly who created it um, or where it came from, but it is very much an Australian cuisine. Mm. Mm. Um, Righto then. So if you've got any white Christmas uh, memories or uh, stories to share, feel free to do so by heading to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. And if we take a look back at uh, last week's show on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, remember what we were talking about, Max? Mm. Can- <laughs> Candy canes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a bit snoozy today. <laughs> that was a very big yawn. <laughs> um, so last week on the show we were asking for candy cane memories or if anyone um, thought that uh, candy canes could be, should be different flavours. So... Uh, we put the vote out there. Should they just be peppermint, like the traditional candy canes, or the more the merrier? What did you vote for? Do you remember? No. Was it just peppermint, or do you think it doesn't matter if there's more than one flavour? Doesn't matter. Yep. Charlotte? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Same deal. That's exactly what everyone else has voted. There is zero for just peppermint. It's 100% um, for, yeah as many flavours as you can possibly get. We're also asking for some candy cane memories. Uh, Sally says she wished they were easier to open. Christmas candy canes have always been a struggle. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Richard says the likelihood of candy-inflicted injuries are an increase around Christmas time, and that's because people will suck the end of a candy cane into a sharp point and start poking yeah. people. But, uh, yeah, head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and uh, add your comments uh, about White Christmas. What are your thoughts? Are you a fan or not? Um, We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back to uh, do a bit of a taste test because Max hasn't had these before. And have you, Charlotte? Uh, I think Mum might have made them before, but I don't know. Don't know. That might have been something else. <laughs> You'll know when you taste it. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Okay. It's time to find out what is it. <laughs> and uh, so you've looked at that, Charlotte, now, and you're saying, eh, maybe I haven't had that before. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, can you describe what you have in front of you there? A big block of white, green, red, <laughs> and brown. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it, now, I have to admit, I went 
everywhere around town trying to find White Christmas. There was only <laughs> one place, and sadly because they don't sponsor the station, I can't mention their name, but <laughs> there is only one place in town that I could actually buy White Christmas pre-made. This is something you'd have to make yourself at home if you want to enjoy it. It's very much an acquired taste, I, th- I find. As I said, when you taste it, you'll be like, no, I'm not sure whether I like this or not. That's my prediction. That's how I feel when I eat it. Mm. Hmm. So then, let's get this underway. <laughs> this is uh, White Christmas, so it's a kind of a, a, a coconut oil or kofa base. So you said before, Charlotte, when you picked it up, it's very easy to fingerprint. Yep. <laughs> Do you see what I mean about greasy? Even though it's very solid, does it feel oily? Yeah. Yep. And uh, this one looks to have, yeah, mixed fruit in it. Uh, the green and red cherries. Anything else sticking out? Is No. No. So. It's got uh, desiccated coconut through it. Okay, have a nibble and let us know what you're thinking. Oh, <laughs> yes, of course, it's got the rice bubbles in it too. I should, have, I should have mentioned that. Absolute quality ingredient. <laughs> so. That's good. Mm-hmm. Is it what you thought? Not quite. Yeah. Is it difficult to describe how it tastes? Yes. Yeah. Because there's nothing really m- much to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe it? Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, sweet. Sweet? Yeah? Yeah. The fruits in it, does that give it... Even sweeter taste. <laughs> <laughs> and with the fruits, it makes it sticky. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I've got a big green cherry on one of my corners, (laughs) and it's sticky, and yeah. Well, that's probably the best thing about White Christmas is, yeah, picking through the best bits of the fruit. I think everyone Mm -hmm. tries to get the the bits that have the cherries in them. (laughs) Yeah. Same thing when you go for Christmas cakes. But, um, yeah, very different texture as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's smooth yet very crunchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like hard around the outside, but when you bite into it, it's soft. It's it, weird. It's not like a marshmallowy sort of centre, though. Mm-mm, nah. And the um, rice bubbles that kind of hold it all together with the, the kofri layer, giving it that extra crunch. Mm-hmm. 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 Righto then. Well, (laughs) I guess we'll take a quick break. We'll be back after this with uh, our sweetest tune. Keep letting us know. uh, You can text into 0439 329 713 or visit the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Let us know. What are your thoughts on uh, the White Christmas Slice?
It is time on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune, and uh, it seems logical to play one particular song. Mm-hmm. Can you guess what it is? White Christmas. White Christmas. <laughs> now, have you heard this song before? I don't know. Possibly in uh, <laughs> shopping centres or... <laughs> it comes up at this year uh, time every single year. It apparently um, was the world's best-selling single ever. Um, it sold more than 50... Uh, and, no, 100 million um, singles. That's a lot. Um, it's a 1942 Irving Berlin song, which is um, kind of reminiscing about the old-fashioned White Christmas. But, yeah, the version that we're going to play for you by Bing Crosby is the world's best-selling single. That's pretty cool. So it's not 100% certain when Irving Berlin actually wrote the song. One says he wrote it in 1940 in California while staying at the La Quinta Hotel, which was a frequent Hollywood retreat, favoured by writer-director and producer Frank Capra. Although the Arizona Baltimore Hotel says that that is where Irving Berlin wrote when he was staying there. Uh, He often stayed up all night writing songs. One day he told his secretary, I want you to take down a song I wrote over the weekend. Not only is it the best song I ever wrote, it's the best song anybody ever wrote. Mm. (laughs) Uh, The Bing Crosby version was first publicly performed on his NBC radio show um, on Christmas Day, 1941. And a copy of that record um, is owned by the Bing Crosby estate, and it was loaned out to CBS um, in 2011 for their Christmas program as kind of a, you know, historical airing. Um, Bing subsequently recorded the song with the John Scott Trotter Orchestra and the Ken Darby Singers for Decca Records, and uh, it only took him 18 minutes to record the song. With an entire orchestra. That's pretty schmick. Uh, It was released on July 30th, 1942, as an album of six um, holiday-themed records. At first, Bing Crosby didn't actually see anything special with this song. He said, I don't think we had any problems with that one, Irving, and then just continued on (laughs) recording other stuff. But uh, the song established that there could be a commercially successful uh, Christmas song. And uh, in this case, it was actually written by a Jewish-American songwriter. And, of course, Jewish people don't actually celebrate Christmas as such. They have Hanukkah. So uh, the song initially performed rather poorly. It was overshadowed by another song on the album called uh, Be Careful, It's My Heart. But by the end of October 1942, White Christmas topped the hit parade. It remained at the top of the charts until the new year. It's often been noted that the mix of melancholy... Um, with company images of home resonates especially strongly with the listeners who were going through the World War Two things at the time. Because 1942, kind of mid-war, people would often, you know, reminisce of home. Uh, a few weeks after the attack in Pearl Harbor, Bing Crosby introduced White Christmas on uh, one of the Christmas Day broadcasts, and then the Armed Forces Network was flooded with requests, saying, please play that song again. It is noted for being um, one of Bing Crosby's first whistling uh, songs as well. So listen out for that. Do you think we'd best take a listen to it? Because there's so many people that have covered it over the years. 
just here in the OCRFM archive, we've got Twisted Sister, Charlotte Clare, Tommy Emanuel, Billy Idol, Human Nature, James Morrison, Michelle Wright, Joe Nichols, Isla Grant, Kate Sobrano, Lady Gaga, Michael Bolton, Michael Bublé, Rod Stewart, Andre Rieu, Blake Shelton, CeeLo Green, Dolly Parton, Elvis Presley, The Jersey Boys, Etta James, Bob Marley and the Wailers, Andre Bocelli, Jim Carrey, Dick Hames, and even Alvin the Chipmunks have given their version of White Christmas. But this is the most popular version that everybody knows. It's Bing Crosby. Charlotte, what do you think of uh, White Christmas by Bing Crosby? That was good. Yeah. Pretty Christmassy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And uh, so had you heard it before? Not. No, you haven't. Wow. And yet it's still one of the most popular, or well, most, mm. most uh, purchased single of all times when it comes to Christmas. Maybe there's more. What, what do you think of when you think of Christmas songs? Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All those, yeah, Christmassy kind of kid songs, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's it's probably a nostalgic Christmas tune, come to think of it, White Christmas. So that could be why, uh, yeah, it's not necessarily your, your go-to. Mm. Well, I think we best take a quick break, and we'll be back to... Uh, Share a recipe for White Christmas. Say, hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? It is time on Afternoon Delight to share a recipe for White Christmas Slice. Now, as we said, this is a uh, an Australian creation, very much a classic Christmas tradition here in Australia, and who better to present it than the Australian Women's Weekly Cookbook? <laughs> That's where you go when you want classic Australian recipes. So, um, what does one need to make a white Christmas slice? Uh, 500 grams of white chocolate, chopped coarsely, a cup of rice bubbles, a cup of sultanas, a cup of macadamias, a cup of a- dried apricots, a cup of dried sweetened cranberries, three-quarter cup of, <coughs> of pistachios, a teaspoon of cardamom, yeah, and that's okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> then to make it? Grease a 20 centimetre by 30 centimetre rectangular pan. Line it with baking paper, extending paper oversized. In a large heat proof bowl over a large saucepan of simmering water. Don't let the water touch the base of the bowl. Melt the chocolate. Remove from heat, quickly stirring in remaining ingredients. That's so you don't actually burn the chocolate, you're just melting it. Yeah. <laughs> Press mixture firmly into pan and then refrigerate for two hours or until firm. And cut into thirty about 32 pieces to serve. Mm-hmm. 
and it can be stored for up to a month in an airtight container. There you go. So that's a, a chocolate version of the uh, White Christmas. And we'll stick that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page for you to have a go at yourself. Simple enough for uh, anyone to have a go at. Even me. <laughs> I won't burn the kitchen down. Uh, we are fast running out of time. We're going to take the quickest of quick breaks and we'll be back to unwrap our Kinder Surprise. It is time for us to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. Max, you being a, a gentleman again and uh, <laughs> handing over the reins to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Or did she say, that's mine? Oh, that was quick. <laughs> oh, wow. The whole thing came apart. <laughs> Both the uh, the chocolate and the tinfoil all stuck together. Righto, what is inside? It looks like a lizard. A lizard? And it's a lizard. Or a crocodile or something. Or a crocodile. So you've got some yeah. green... Pieces. Uh-huh. Oh no, it's a frilled neck lizard. Yeah. Ah. Talk us through what you got there, Max. I've got the instructions, <laughs> and it looks like that you can um, pull the frilled neck out so it's around his head, and yep. you can put it back under if you want. <laughs> so Charlotte's pieced together the head. Oh. I missed a part. Oh, what did you miss? The frilled neck. The actual frill neck bit. <laughs> so the frill itself is made of paper. Yeah. Yeah. And the two pieces of plastic locked together to create the head and the body. Is that right? Uh-huh. Coolly. Oh, well, that is it for another week of Afternoon Delight. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And uh, as always... If you've got any suggestions for future episodes you'd like to hear, feel free to uh, hit us up by emailing L-O-L-L-Y, that is lolly at ocrfm.org.au, L-O-L-L-Y at ocrfm.org.au, or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and uh, send us a message through there. I think we've got one more Christmas show in us before the big day, Max. Yeah. I wonder what it will be. Uh, thank you, Charlotte, for dropping by. Thanks. And uh, enjoy your white Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. See ya. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna grab some afternoon delight. My motto's always been when it's right, it's right. Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night? When everything's a little clear in the light of day. Always gonna be there anyway Thinking of you's working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight